Hello and welcome to Sauce Talk. We have a great show for you. Matt is here. Matt is a great guest and we are v lucky to have him. Everyone be nice or else. If you are mean this episode will self-destruct in your pocket and your phone will explode and then where will you be? No where good that is for dang sure. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again. It's time for another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk. And you know why? On the other line, why, it's Matt Schmidt. Matt, how you doing, buddy? Good, Johnny. Good new new neighborhood neighbor. How are you? Neighborhood neighbor. A great way to describe us. I love it so. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, except, uh, did you notice everybody be getting robbed in Logan Square? Not to jump <laughs> off to on the worst possible step, but that sure is happening, huh? Uh, I did get an email from our alderman today about, oh boy, are people getting armed robbery jacked? Yeah. All, if you lot. find yourself getting robbed, shoot me a text. Maybe I'll come <laughs> save you. Who knows? Appreciate the personal touch, uh, Daniel yeah. Espada. It's like, feel free to like get a gun and go out there and kill the people <laughs> doing it. Whatever. Uh, anyway, what a terrible foot to get off on. I know a better one. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Eat anything good lately. You know, Johnny, I, in fact, I did. Um, we talked about it a little bit, but I'll, I'll say it for the listeners. There is a, uh, a local dining establishment called Lula Cafe. Johnny, Ooh, I, I love this place. There. Yeah, it's, it's excellent. Uh, if any of the listeners ever want to go, I highly recommend whatever sort of weird French toast they have that day for brunch. Once I had some sort of zucchini bread French toast, and it was simply delicious. I had some pretzel bread French toast there once, and I oh, loved that, that. That sounds actually much better than zucchini bread French I, I, I bet it's all really good, though. <laughs> but yeah, I bet, I bet it was delicious. Uh, but the first Monday of every month, they do this thing called farm dinner, where they like partner with a quote-unquote local farm. In this case, it was you know, a farm in like southern Wisconsin. I think they try to partner with a lot of the farms that come to the, uh, the farmer's market, the nice. horny farmer's market. So we've discussed before. Is it uh, always so, the horny farmer's market or just when you're there? You know, I I did what I can, but hopefully we appreciate it your maintains efforts. it. Uh, so they have like a special thing where it's a three-course dinner, and it's nothing that's on the menu currently, although I think some things have kind of transported over to the regular menu. So Monday night, first course, uh, I think the farm is called Froggy Meadow. So it's called Froggy Meadow Heirloom Tomatoes with Mussels Vinaigrette, Yogurt, and Fennel Pollen. Damn. It's just kind of like this tomato salad thing. Very tasty. Uh, second course, Mafaldi, which is a type of pasta. It's like long and kind of wavy. Um, kind of looks like, you know, those deep sea, you see those pictures of deep sea eels and yeah. how they like swim by undulating the top and bottom fins. It kind of looks like They that. look delicious, so a pasta based on them only better. Right. Uh, so with the, those types of noodles with sun, gold, cherry, tomato, uh, tropea onion. I don't know what kind of onion that is. Uh, anchovy and pecorino. Delicious. I, it, you know, it's tomato season. So obviously there's like a tomato yeah. theme to all of this. For dessert, a corn cream pie with peaches, uh, candied tomato, raisins, and tarragon. Now, uh, corn cream pie. That was actually my nickname in college. <laughs> <laughs> A good old Alan Hall. Yeah, everybody be calling me that. 
I don't know why. I bet. Yeah. This sounds incredible. Was this an incredible meal you had? Yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. It was very, very good. For an extra like $30, you could also get the wine pairings, but we, uh, we did not do that. Cocktail pairings, but then it'd be yeah. like $75, but like wine yeah. pairing. That, that, that's that Bill Kalis shit. He'd be, he'd have the wine pairing, no food probably. I know. Just like, bring me all the crisp whites that yeah. you have. Hell yeah. But sure. this, this sounds like an incredible meal. Is this, is this the first time you've been to this or is this a regular thing for you? Uh, it's the first time I've done it. Uh, Pam has done it in the past and it's something that we've been, tr- I've been trying to go to for the past couple of months, but the timing has just not worked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we finally got to do it this month. No, Did you say it's, it's specifically like the first Monday or is, is that what you said? First Monday of the month. First Monday. Very nice. This, this sounds like a, a, a great thing and other people can go to this if they want to and uh, they'll have a fun time as well. A really I good meal at a really good establishment. You're eating like the freshest food you can possibly find. Oh, yeah. Very amazing. Uh, I like that place. It's good. They, they got they got the good foods. Uh, I always class it up real hard. Is I'm like looking at that. I get, I, I, I'll tell you, I, I'll, full disclosure, I've been there twice, both times brunch. And so an argument could be made. Yeah, I haven't really been there, Johnny. But also, I don't eat meat, so it's a lot easier for me to just go and do the brunch and lots of great options, and I really enjoy it. Then I get to that that cocktail menu in the back, and I'm like, God damn, these ex- these are expensive cocktails. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like uh, George Costanza, like with the uh, the big book that has the wedding invitations. I just throw it all the way to the back page, and at the bottom there it's like, you want a high life for four dollars? And I'm like, yeah, I do. So I'm like eating my pretzel bread, French toast, down in a high life at the same time with my big bag of vegetables from the farmer's market I just walked back from next to me. It is a a vision in decadence. And I love it so. I would argue with you that you haven't really been there because it is considered, I think it is considered one of the best brunch spots in the city. So this is is a fine brunch here. I'm not, so it sounds like this, this thing you're going to is probably the single best, most exciting thing they do. Potentially. It is, it is very good, but like I, I've been there for brunch before, and it's an amazing brunch. Yeah, something that people line up for like half an hour before it opens to make sure they can get in. Oh yeah, it's like I live really, really close to there, and both times it's been, I think, an hour and fifteen minute wait. Yeah. But like I live close enough that like literally either we walk like I think the first time we walked there, put her name in, went to the farmers market, walked around, and then came back. And then this time we did the farmer's market, dropped our name, and then went home, dropped off the food, <laughs> hung out for yeah. half an hour, and then started walking back, and they texted on the way back. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it, it, it's annoying to mess with, but you can plan ahead and make it work. Around the ca- around the corner, around the corner, there um, was a place. It was actually called Johnny's Grill. What it used to be? A, yeah, it, it was like. I think it closed down five or six years ago. Um, something about they weren't keeping their books very well. So they're just like hemorrhaging money. See, that's weird because I love books. Most Johnny's <laughs> huge fans of books. <laughs> but they, um, I, I missed that place. It was like it looked like an old school diner. They did, um, they did homemade pop tarts. Hell yeah, that were delicious. Um, tremendous breakfast sandwich. They had pancakes. They called Johnny cakes, which were awesome. Mm. Ah, I missed that place. It, kind of, it was like a good overflow area for Lula because it was like right there. 
like, oh, shit, it's a two-hour wait. I could just have this delicious breakfast sandwich instead. Fantastic. Uh, that's a, a great move in the brunch game. I love it even more in the uh, brewery game. It is such an obvious thing that there are places <laughs> that clearly just exist because, like, God damn it, I can't get a table there. I want to drink beer. And it's just like, we have beer. Come on in. And they got this jank-ass beer, and I'm always walking in there. Like, well, this beer fucking sucks, but don't want to. Don't want to do stand on the street, get hit by a car. Go in there, drink the shitty beer for an hour, and then go to the good place. Like, that's got to be that's, that's probably a better business model than just being the good place. Probably far less effort. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it it sounds like you ate something good lately. You did mm-hmm. a really good job on that segment. Let's see how this next one goes. This next one is called "I Like This Better." This is the oh boy. Let me try to get this right. The playlist segment. One for one for the first time in weeks. I always say podcast segment. Um, what we're going to do, you know how this game is played, but for the listener, I'll remind us that uh, we are making a playlist on our podcast here. And it's pretty simple. Each time someone adds a song to the playlist, all they have to do is confirm that they like their song better than any other song on the playlist, and it hasn't been used before on this playlist or a previous one. Uh-huh. That's pretty easy. Um, I'm not going to read the songs from the previous playlist, but I will remind the listener that on our current playlist, these songs are Better Things by the Kinks, This Must Be the Place by Talking Heads, Angel from Montgomery by Bonnie Rayett, House of Cards by Radiohead, Running Out of Luck by Alex Cameron, This Must Be the Place by Talking Heads from Stop Making Sense, uh, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots by, Fl- by The Flaming Lips and Leather and Lace by Stevie Nicks and Don Henley. So do you think I did a good job explaining how the game works? I believe you did, yes. See, that's the problem is I think you are owed an apology. Really? Because I gave you the same explanation of how the game works that everybody has received every time. You add a song to the playlist. It hasn't been used before, and you say you like it the best on the playlist. And yet, Matt, you followed those rules every time you've been on here. And yet, how, how has that worked out for you? Have every, has everybody said good job playing the game good? I believe you called me a dick several times on the last episode. Uh, that's up for debate. No one remembers if that's true. But regardless, it does seem like you've kind of been raked over the coals on this. And so... I understand you have, now don't tell me what it is, but I understand you have a new song you'd like to add to the playlist tonight. Is that correct? I have, yeah. Okay. I'm, so you have a song. It's a game time decision. I have like four potential songs. You have lots of, well, maybe I'll add one for you. Because as an apology <laughs> for how you've gotten hosed on this, <laughs> I would love <clears throat> to allow you to add God Only Knows to the playlist again. But then you can't have Paul on ever again. Like, maybe no any, maybe any number of things can or can't. Does it say in the rules? I'm looking at the rules right here, looking at my paper, pretending all the rules are written down. <laughs> I, there, there's nothing about the order of songs. We establish these ourselves, and like I guess we can. it can be like these are the unwritten rules, and we have to police the game ourselves, and maybe that's what's happening. But you've followed the rules, and you've gotten hosed for it. If you want to add... 
God only knows again, I'll let you do it. Do you want to do it? No, I don't want to do it. Don't you think it'd be funny? <laughs> For you to have Paul on the next episode. So I have, well, I'll, no, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you one more. I've already booked the next episode, and it's not Paul. Ooh, and here, here, I'll give you. I'll give you. Well, I can. I won't go any further, but I'll say that I am confident the next guest will not choose. Will will not be in any way concerned about God only knows existence. The next guest is Gina. Okay, I was going to say. She doesn't give a fucking shit about God only knows. <laughs> She's gonna have to pick her second favorite uh, Alex Cameron song. Also, does not give a shit about Alex Cameron. <laughs> I am the only person who gives a shit about Alex Cameron, as far as I can tell. So this is your last chance. I'm not gonna offer this up every time, but if you want God only knows again, you can do it right now. No, no. Okay. I'm do something else. I go in a different direction. Okay. So do you? Do you uh, this is your call. You can. Think about it, or if you if you want to talk through multiple songs, you can. Now, it could be kind of revealing your hand. I don't know how you feel about that. But so, what do you think? Do you want to just give me a name, or do you want to talk through what you're thinking about right now? I'll tell you what I'm thinking about. So, I think what I want to have, I want there to be, you know, a lively discussion about the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to just fall flat. You don't want to do like oh, an I Alex want... Cameron song that nobody fucking has ever heard of or, <laughs> or even listened to if it's on the podcast. <laughs> or just like, well, I, I don't know, I don't know who that is, and I don't want to talk about them. And yeah. next segment, yeah. Um, but I don't know. There's like a few different things. I thought about going in a couple of different directions. Um, you know, the the death of Paul Rubens kind of made me want to pick the song I really like by the Get Up Kids called "I'm a Loner, Dottie, a Rebel." Um, which is a great song. I don't know if I like it more than This Must Be the Place. Or, you know, or you should me about the Pink Robot. You know, Aaron Louder, props to that. Really? That was, yeah. That was a very solid choice. Mm-hmm. And it actually, I, I know that this is probably not a sentiment, uh, shared by the group, but it's, it's, it's a high bar. It's up there with This Must Be the Place. I love that album. It would be a fun twist if, after I offered to let you cheat in one way, you cheated in a different way and picked a song. And it was like, by the way, I like this way less than other songs on the playlist. <laughs> I'm not offering you that. You must affirm that you like your song the most on the playlist. Uh huh. It's like, no, no, I just, I just love that Sugar Ray song so much. It's, 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 it's one of my three thousand favorite songs. <laughs> it's totally up there. Have you seen that guy just dominate musician Jeopardy? Oh, he was so good at that. He's incredible. I love the, I think it's, it's even better by the fact that, like, he takes himself not at all seriously. And he's mm-hmm. like, what? Well, I know, like, everything about better musicians than me, which is almost everybody. <laughs> like, I had a couple of hit songs. It's great. I'm super lucky. I get to, like, go around and play music. And I don't think that I'm, like, a genre defining or music defining musician i just i like what i do and people seem to pay for it so whatever yeah and he's like he's like a handsome guy and he's in a band he got to meet jeff probst once at least <laughs> pretty good I, I, I let me tell you you tr- you trading lives with that guy i am i can't say i'm doing better than that i'm doing okay i'm not doing better than sugar ray man i mean i don't have any tips to frost so that I'd probably have to lose that particular uh, aspect of the personality, but you know, it's pretty good. 
So then um, I was thinking of uh, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots, which is one of those. That's already on the list. I'm not going to let you choose that. I I know. I'm talking about the album, the album itself. That album is like. You're going to choose Yoshimi Part 2, the clearly inferior one. (laughs) Where it just screams for like three minutes. I I was listening to that album once in a, a long car ride with a friend who was sleeping in the seat, mm-hmm. and that, that oh. song came on. You Stop know, sleeping like, on that. He <laughs> <laughs> like bolted off, like what the fuck was that? <laughs> I thought something got in the car. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I did. <laughs> I did for uh, a little background when I was putting that song on the playlist. I did text Johnny. Uh, I'm assuming that Aaron means part one, the song with the actual singing, and not part two, <laughs> which is just pure noise and screeching. <laughs> so, safe bet. That would be a so fun then, way to, like, clear a path for your future appearances, to do the least charitable interpretation of everybody's <laughs> song, like, finding covers that just sound like shit, and be like, he didn't say what artist, it must be this. <laughs> I know. Have we done? Has there been a cover yet? Uh, the Bonnie Ray song is a cover. Is a cover, yeah. It's where I still associate that with her, though. So it's one of those things. Anyway, so then I was thinking, like, oh, that's an album that I love from college. Like, like look at something else that I love from college, like something from Modest Mouse, uh, Float On. Um, but. I thought it would be interesting. So I have this list of like songs that I don't know if they're good, but I think they're perfect in a way. I was thinking about this a lot. Um, You know, some songs you like more than others at different times, right? Sometimes you go through a phase where you're just listening to a certain album or a certain song a million times. Mm -hmm. And then a month later, you're like, yeah, I don't really want to hear that. Um, there's some songs that I just that are on this list that I have that I will just I, w- I would listen to them at any point at any time. Uh, and by the way, uh, God only knows is on there because it is one of my favorite all time songs. And well, I have talked about the album. Sounds like you really care deeply about that song, and if you pick it, it's probably meaningful to you. So that being said, um, this is a song that might be controversial because people won't probably won't think that it is as good as other songs in this list. But to me, it's just a weirdly perfect song that I can always listen to. to. Um, do you remember the song Love Fool by the Cardigans? Hell yeah. Fucking crushes. I have no qualms with this whatsoever. I don't know what it is about it, but it's just perfect. I think being a young man at a certain age and hearing that voice is all you need yeah. to know. I think that you are just sucked into the radio. And you're, it's never going to go back out of your head. Yeah, it's yeah. just in there forever. Um, and I, I can't say that I have listened to any other Cardigan song. I can't, I, I, if you played me a different song by them, I probably wouldn't recognize it as them. But that song is just ingrained in like my soul from a certain time period in my life. And uh, I it's, love it. It's true. Outside of this song, I listen to way less Cardigans and way more Cardi B. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. Yeah. Is that a joke? It's a joke adjacent. It's, you know, it's a little bit of a joke, a little bit of a truth. So, yeah, that's my pick Love Fool by the Cardigans. 
I am adding it to the playlist. Oh, that's I didn't think about that. Right but this now. is a great opportunity to again mention and thank Matt. He is the one who does the playlist for the game, and so now it's it, it's already in there. Everybody can enjoy it right away. I assume mm-hmm. everybody listens to the entirety of the playlist. Like the playlist is your alarm clock in the morning and you don't shut it off until it's over every day of your life. I mean, I check it every night just to see if someone has added to a new song to it in case there's a new episode going on. And also it's... that someone else somehow hacked your Spotify and got permission to do that. I think it's, I, think I made it public. Don't tell anyone that. What if people start getting on there and fucking with the playlist? <laughs> Somebody puts God only knows on there ten times and it's obviously Paul. But I think I well, maybe yeah I I think I've given you and me access. Maybe. Okay, that's good because I'm not a troll. I'm nice, so we don't have to worry about me doing anything fuckworthy. Um, it's time for our next segment. I know a handful of things about you, Matt. But one of them that I know is that you often go to a little thing called Riot Fest. You going to Riot Fest this year? I am going to Riot Fest this year, despite the fact that it is uh, the the weekend of the 20-mile run uh, for marathon training. So you're you're kind of doing a secret double marathon. (laughs) Are 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 you going to all three days? Uh, I think so. It's, wow. it's not going to be all day, all sure. three days, but yeah, I'll go. Yeah. There's bands I want to see all three days. Well, that's really so. exciting. Uh, I am going to one day of Riot Fest. Oh yeah? Yeah. Can I ask which day? It's Saturday. Okay. And if you look at that thing and you're like, Johnny, are you so stupid that you think that 100 Gex and Death Grips are actually going to show up? The answer is yes. <laughs> I forgot that 100 Gex was on was I Saturday. I am going to the day of Riot Fest that is very reliant upon bands that do not show up for their gigs. However, I will say um, one of the bands playing that day, Pup, P-U-P, is really good. I can recommend them. Okay, I will look into Pup. I don't really know Pup. I will yeah. note that also, like, I like Queens of the Stone Age. That's good to me. How do you feel um, about Postal Service and or Death Cab for Cutie? Now, I assume that, that, that that's going to be – I don't know how – this is really – I just want to talk about Riot Fest for a while. Mm-hmm. I assume there's going to be night – like they just are going to fuck everyone and Postal Service and Queens of the Stone Age are going to be the same time. How is that going to work? Usually the the top – you know, if you're looking at the poster mm-hmm. – I, I have it know. open. Okay, so let's say it's like Friday, Foo Fighters and Turnstile, and Foo Fighters is like really big and it's on top, and Turnstile is slightly smaller and down to the right. Um, usually that means that Foo Fighters will be playing, their set will be like alone. There might be some overlap, but um, it's usually like the that they are the main person and they will go on, they're kind of the last of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, man, I don't know, Postal Service slash Death Cab for Cutie and Queens of the Stone Age are the same size on the poster. Uh, so that is a little concerning. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I hopefully not. Hopefully not. At the very least, there's going to be weird stuff. I can. I, I'm happy to see anything in that whole group. Honestly, um, I actually am going <laughs> like the sucker I am. 
uh, Postal Service and Death Cab are playing at uh, the Salt Shed like the week after Riot Fest. One of my friends who is not going to Riot Fest was like, let's go, let's go. So I might be seeing them twice in the span of like a week. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I also like White Reaper. They're on the third row there on the Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Also... I don't know what time Insane Clown Posse is doing things, but if it's like not in conflict, I don't see why that wouldn't be an amazing thing to wander into. Oh, yeah. So I, I just, Gene and I were looking at this and I was like, this honestly looks like an amazing day of stuff that in combination we want to see. And we just, a spur of the moment, bought us some Saturday Riot Fest tickets. Also, don't bury the lead. Uh, you know who else is playing Saturday? One Mr. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman the lead, huh? <laughs> he is on the bottom line of Saturday. But uh, it's, he's on there. He does things. Have you ever... Yeah. There was a, a video that went very slightly viral years and years ago. Of I want to mm-hmm. say it was Corey Feldman performing at a minor league baseball game. <laughs> and he was dressed like Michael Jackson, who fucked up in some ways, if you know about some stuff that they yep. say. Yeah. And he was just like throwing little snap pops at the ground and doing the smooth criminal dance. Oh, <laughs> and he was like on the concourse at the baseball stadium, not on the field. Uh, check that out. I don't use your Google terms that you think necessary, but really good video. I, I hopefully they can keep that production value going for Riot Fest. <laughs> I assume that will be 10 a.m. I have to eat Probably. breakfast and then a pound of protein bar on the bus on my way there and then <laughs> sprint in there and be like, who could give me shots of tequila? I need to get ready for Corey Feldman. Yes, I do recommend taking the bus. It's great. It's a, the California bus takes you right there. Very nice. I looked into it very briefly, and that was the impression I got. That was one of the things I wanted to ask you. I also mm-hmm. just thought I'd love it if you would like expound on your previous Riot Fest experiences. How many times have you been to Riot Fest might be a good starting point. Oh, man. Um, five, six, seven times probably. I started going when it was in Logan uh, Humboldt Park, mm-hmm. which is at this point was probably 10 years ago. That's a long time ago, yeah. Um, and then it moved to somewhere else for a couple of years. I didn't go to, and then it's been in Douglas Park for the last couple of years because everyone in all the neighborhoods hates having these festivals. Including the people uh, around Douglas Park, it seems like. Yeah, they are uh, seemingly not huge fans of the proceedings. So feel a little bad about that. I'm just going to, afterwards, I'm, I'm going to get like, when I go to the, I'm only going to one day, so I don't have to do this one time. But I'm going to get like a thousand dollars in twenties. I'm just going to go around and put in people's mailboxes as I'm leaving, and then I don't have to feel bad. That's how I take care of stuff. That's that's easy for me to do. Last year, I was uh, when I was going there one day. There was a man walking around with a large uh, boa constrictor around his neck, asking like ten bucks a pic for a picture with the snake. Ten bucks or I kill myself. <laughs> Ten bucks or you're going to see a man die, a.k.a. me. Slowly choke to death. Here's what's up. If your snake is called a constrictor, how about not around the neck? You'd think so. Yeah. That seems like it should be a uh, 
Keanu in speed move and somebody has to shoot. Well, I guess really you shoot the guy, not the snake. The guy's the hostage. (laughs) Either way, somebody's going fucking down. You're not going to wait around (laughs) and see what the snake decides or what the guy tells the snake. Fuck that. That's awful. Um, so how, how is you, so you, it's been at Douglas Park several years now. Is that correct? Yeah, I think the last like three or four or five years. And then how, how have you liked it since it's been there? Oh, it's been pretty good. You know, it's, um, as I age out of other music festivals, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's nice to have this one for sort of aging punk adjacent people such as myself. I I don't I think I recognized one person's one act on Pitchfork this year. Everyone else was like a gibberish language to me. Yeah, I really um, wanted to go see the smile. I didn't do it, and then there was not a lot else going on. Yeah, there was a sad guy who was headlining one night. His name I cannot remember right now. Bonnie Bear, there it is. Um, that, that that was never really my jam. <laughs> No, I just I'm talking like not even or just, just knowing names, like, just not like I want to see them, but it's, right, yeah, yeah, any yeah. sort of recognition for the you know it's like mm-hmm. oh the flippers like who? <laughs> I, not, not that I don't want to see them, I just don't know who they are. I, like, I know the sniveling flippers, but the flippers yeah. I got nothing on. Nothing. Maybe it's a weird offshoot. Um, Lollapalooza is ah, it's Lollapalooza. It's I've never also, been to Lollapalooza, and I don't have any interest in going. Um, and it. You know, I, I, like that said, it did hurt a lot when I saw that Carly Rae Jepsen was there, and I was like, "Well, that means I'm either going to fight my way into that." There's an after show somewhere, but it was instantly sold out, and I'm like, oh, sure. "Honestly, I know that's not the way I want to go do this." And that, but also, it means like she's got this like blackout dates for months on both sides. It's like, can I please go to a regular CRJ show? I would really like to, but that seems impossible. I know. The blackout thing is interesting because, like, Postal Service and Death Cab were going on this big tour, right? So Death Cab for Cutie is playing all of their album, Transatlanticism. Mm-hmm. Postal Service is playing all of their one album. Um, and they announced this, like, nationwide tour, and they were going to Detroit and, like, Indianapolis, and that was it in the Midwest. There's no Chicago. And everyone's yeah. like, that's really weird. Like, why? No Chicago? Um, and then the Riot Fest lineup, lineup came out. It's like, oh, they're playing at Riot Fest. That explains it. And then you couldn't actually buy tickets for the Salt Shed show. You had to do this weird Ticketmaster thing where you like requested tickets. Wow. And then if you, if there were tickets available in like the order that you requested them, then just automatically purchase them. And I have a feeling, and that they, it was like, that was a week ago, a week and a half ago. So, and they announced the larger tour months and months ago. So mm-hmm. I have to assume that they had some sort of deal with Riot Fest being like, you need to let, you know, we need to be within like a three week window of Riot Fest or a month window of Riot Fest before you sell tickets to another show right. in the venue. So I, I but also that, at that point, you'd have to think like Foo Fighters are like, where's our fucking special deal? We're more famous than them. We could go play anywhere the next week. How about we get to do, oh, we request tickets from Ticketmaster and we get fucking paid twice in a row. Fuck you. I'm Dave Grohl. 
Uh, what's your favorite show you've ever seen at Riot Fest? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Weezer played all of the Blue Album once, which was a lot of fun. Um, actually, I think one of my favorite memories is uh, the Get Up Kids, who I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. when I was talking about that song, I'm a Loner, Daddy, a Rebel, because they were playing the entirety of their one, al- one of their albums that I love called Something to Write Home About. So it was me and, like, six of my friends from college who all knew the entire album by heart, just, like, you know, screaming the lyrics with each other in a crowd of, like, 2,000 other people. And it was so much fun. So I think that might be my favorite one, even if it wasn't, like, the biggest performance or, like, the biggest act or anything. But it's a great memory. So when you talk about your friends from college and you all liked the same music, Mm-hmm. Was that most of your friends? Was that your primary friend group? A good chunk of it. Okay. And then do you have a friend group from high school who you listen to similar music to? Hmm. Probably not. Probably not. This is... And even then, like my college friends, I think – one will be going to Riot Fest. Like, this is the same person who went last year. That's my friend Jess. She likes going to shows. We still like a lot of the same music. So, mm-hmm. we'll like, we will probably, like, go to Riot Fest together. Or I will meet her there, and we'll just, like, go from place to place together. There's been a lot of talk about the nature of friendship on this mm-hmm. podcast lately. And you saying that connected in my head quickly uh, because it immediately occurred to me that, like, my friends in college, we did not have, like, similar music tastes for the most part. And I wonder if this is a large part of, like, our non-continued hangs, mm-hmm. is that we don't have this, like, regular thing bringing us back of, like, oh, well, we always listen to these albums together, and so, like, now we want to go to these shows, even if they are... I mean, I, I hate to bring it up, but these are like old timey throwback shows. <laughs> yeah, like, not not to suggest that, that old timey throwback shows aren't hugely successful. And like, you look at some of the like 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 you talk about this postal service death cap thing is they like they're they're doing great, but it's also not like the hot young kids going to this. Like, you know who's at these shows, and even the young people there are like, well, yeah, I I have weird taste. I like this. This old people music. And there's plenty of them. And when I was, I, I was like, oh my, I actually like this really old person band called Pavement. And I'm sure that was very <laughs> offensive to people when I, when I was, you know, a young person. Oh man, uh, I'm pretty sure Pavement has played at Riot Fest. Almost. That, that would make sense. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not necessarily going anywhere with that, but I just, I last onto that quickly when you said that. I, th- I, th- I think that's probably a thing. Well, it's interesting. So I, when I was in undergrad, a lot of my friends were on the concert committee for the Illini Union. Hell yeah. Uh, so people that are unfamiliar, it's the student union at the University of Illinois. Um, and you, we used to bring in bands and shows. And there was a lot of bands that like now play at Riot Fest. Um, Ted Leo and the pharmacists were there and a band I really like called Motion City Soundtrack. 
um, just a bunch of things. Uh, Alkaline Trio, like right after they blew up, um, played there, which was insane because it's, I don't know, it's a capacity of like maybe 300 people. <laughs> um, and their album had just, uh, had, from here to infirmary, had just blown up, but they owed us a show because they had to cancel the last one for some reason. <laughs> and it, like the previous show was before they were starting to blow up and this new show was right after and the tickets like sold like that. Yeah. Um, and luckily as a member of the concert committee, I got in for uh, free. And that was, there you uh, go. That's what's up. So, you know, there is that sort of common base and this thing that several of us did. Um, yeah, we used to go to shows together, you know, more when people didn't have at least one small child, which many of them do now. But. It's, it's always a mistake. <laughs> um, yeah, perhaps those are more lasting bonds than uh, getting drunk and playing Halo and Having nothing else in common, <laughs> having nothing else to talk about, uh, occasionally having girlfriends who you didn't bring around and introduce to your friends because, like, mm-hmm. you, you can't come in this room. We're just going to be fucking ripping shots of vodka and playing Halo, and uh, we're going to be really good at the beginning and really bad at the end. Yeah. Uh, and that was the entirety of, like, what we did. I, I had some of those nights, definitely. I had nothing but Not- those nights. Not so much with the vodka. It's like, I drank too much vodka in high school. I can't, I can't do it anymore. See, yeah, see, I just, I just delayed it. I didn't drink at all in high school. Yeah. And in undergrad, it's diet sun-kissed orange and skull vodka. Oh my god. Straight, no, and not mixed. Shot chaser. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh my, oh, that. Make you, make you strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, following a, a, Bad tasting drink with a worse tasting drink. Jesus Christ. Damn, I wish I had some right now. Diet Sunkissed Orange, not Skull Vodka. I'll never drink that again. <laughs> but if, if, if I went out to my fridge and I like, and then I opened the fridge and there's Diet Sunkissed Orange in there, I'd be pretty excited. Mm-hmm. I think you may have talked about it on our orange soda taste test episode. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Here, here's, here's a take. We're, we're going to take a quick break. Because I have to use the restroom. But before we do that, uh, I want to say, for the listener, the most underrated episode of the podcast is unquestionably the Orange Soda Taste Test. Basically, no listens, but so good. We came to, it's lots of funny jokes. I did a crazy quiz at the end. We came to a concrete conclusion, like legitimately, we know what the best orange soda is. Like, there's if you're ever hurting for content, go check that orange. one out. <laughs> there's one that tasted like bubble gum. That Some of them were fridge. fucking shit, too, including <laughs> ones we were very confident. We, Gina, <laughs> was very confident would be amazing, and then turned out to be the worst one. Oh, God. But uh, we, and we did, we, you were uh, nice enough to welcome us into your home to record that podcast. Yeah, so we had a really good time. But okay, we're going to be back right after this. Okay, Matt, it's time for our next segment. What sauce are you bringing to the table this week? Okay, so, um, you know, as we were discussing a little bit off air, uh, it, it will be my 40th birthday. 
relatively soon. Hell yeah. Um, and I went to the doctor. Oh, don't know, do that. Just as a precautionary. Oh, you didn't tell the doctor you were about to turn 40, did you? Oh, they don't like that. They get mad. She was capable of doing math and did not, did not like it. Um, and she's like, Hey, uh, your, uh, your, your blood pressure is bad and your cholesterol is bad too. Are you not eating enough sauce? I'm not eating enough sauce. Actually, maybe I'm eating too much salty sauces. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, my blood pressure. A long way to say, uh, I would try to eat more fish. I don't love fish. It's not, it's not one of my preferred, uh, things, but you know, it's got the good fats and all that jazz. Um, so I saw this sauce and I was like, you know what? I bet that if I, if I bake some fish and just pour this sauce on top of it, it's going to be pretty good. Um, which is weird because if, I don't think it has anything to do with fish and you'd never you'd probably think of it. It's a stuff called Zoug sauce. Z H O U G. Um, it's kind of like a pesto or a chimichurri. It has cilantro, jalapenos, uh, chili flakes, garlic, cardamom, and cumin. That's a hell of an ingredient list. So it's like kind of it's like a little bit a spicy Middle Eastern sort of pasty sauce type thing, similar to like a pesto or a chimichurri. I know we've probably already had our fill on like early. 2000s music but mm. did you know that i can do the jug and i can do the <laughs> robocop <laughs> i was not aware that you had such talents that, that's me yeah pretty good did you learn those after getting drunk off of vodka and <laughs> diet <laughs> fucking squirt or whatever diets first off fuck diet squirt <laughs> diet sunkiss orange mf -er, duh <laughs> That said, yes, that is when I learned how to do the Jug and the RoboCop and other things. Yeah. Uh, this sounds really good. So you'd you be dumping this on fish, huh? I'd be dumping this on fish. I uh, dumped it on fish tonight. What kind, what kind of fish you, you like to make? You like, and, and then how do you prepare the fish? Um, so I'll get like frozen fish fillets. I've been sticking with um, trout. Yeah. Because it doesn't have like a super fishy taste it's just kind of a neutral taste and the sauce takes over and it's kind of throat uh, turns out uh, i w was supposed to have been defrosting it instead i just been throwing it in the oven totally sounds frozen. like a fast defrost <laughs> yeah how can you defrost uh, something more effectively than by putting it in the oven i don't know um so i've just been baking it essentially Pour a little olive oil on there, some pepper and um, garlic and paprika, and then I slather it in the sauce and I eat it, and it's it tastes like the sauce, which is really what I'm looking for. Yeah. And so, uh, when when do you get to go back and brag to your doctor about how you eat fish every night? <laughs> uh, that probably depends on how bad my uh, blood pressure is. They make they making you do more shit. I've got like one of those home things. Um, uh, when Louder came on, he was talking about it, you know, using a CPAP machine and how it has like made his blood pressure, you know, plummet. I think in the group text, I was like, man, uh, that was one of the main reasons I started using one and it hasn't worked for me. Oh. <laughs> so 
We'll see. We'll see. Well, I gotta I gotta do like home I I gotta do home testing. This sucks. We're all we're all old now. We're going to old man ride fest. <laughs> the good news is it sounds like this this jug sauce fish you're eating kicks ass anyway. Like you should be so lucky as to have it if you're you know, the healthiest or the least healthy man or anywhere in between. Who gives a shit? You eating stuff like this? Sounds like good stuff. Get some of that good fats, get some of that lean proteins. Yeah. Don't bring in that. It's pretty good. I feel like I think I, I think I know this sauce. I think I've had this sauce, but like I can't. I don't feel like I can contribute fully because I don't know where or when I've had it. Bing. Good instincts, Johnny. Uh, but no good resolution. Uh, you are right to think that you have at least heard of Juke Sauce before because episode seventy-eight features Jen and Juke Sauce. This is no shade at Matt Schmidt. We have said repeatedly that sauces can be repeated. And that was what happened here. But I, uh, it'd be nice if the host could pull the names of the episodes. Unfortunately, it's not that kind of show. Bing! It's time for our next small sub-segment. Uh, I said this before the show. Right, we're going to check the score of the Cubs game. Have you checked the score of the Cubs game? I haven't. I God damn it, the- they lost 4-3. to three. Before we got started, it was the Cubs had just given up a couple runs and gone down four to two. We were hoping that later in the show we would check and see that they had come back, but instead that is not the case. Uh, you got to we we had an advantageous pitching matchup tonight. Tonight is Wednesday. Uh, we have to stop talking about baseball because if yeah. it goes on any longer, I have to do timestamps for Babs. Oh, by the way, Babs. Uh, warmest of congratulations. Incredible work. We're so proud of you. Uh, Warren as well. You seem to have contributed. And now you have a second beautiful child. But you don't have timestamps for the Cubs talk, and you're not fucking getting them. As far as last time I asked, uh, the, the the new babe did not have a name, but uh, Jane 2, which was Jane's request, had not explicitly been ruled out yet. It's possible I might change my name to Jane, too, if it doesn't get taken by anyone else soon. It seems like a pretty cool name. Not bad, right? I yeah. take it. I could do a lot worse. I get to keep a lot of the letters already in my name. Right. Especially if you count the last name. Yeah. Uh, Matt, it's time for our final main segment. I'm going to call this one How You Lunch. This is a segment about lunch. So yeah. I think it's important to set some, let's say, let's call it guardrails first. What is your current in the office situation? Current in the office situation is I am in the office Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I'm just, I'm, we have not discussed this previously. I'm just guessing. Is, how's your lunch look on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday compared to Monday, Friday? Uh, different. Actually, I probably eat better. Okay. When I'm going into the office, simply because I'll I'll make I tend to make like a big batch of something on Sunday night, mm-hmm. um, and then I will take those leftovers and bring them into the office. But I don't want to like waste one of the packages of leftovers while I'm at home because I have other food that I can eat. 
So I, I'll have like a sandwich for lunch, you know, like sometimes just peanut butter or something like that. I just love peanut butter sandwiches. A peanut butter um, sandwich. Incredible. Really good. And like hidden, checking so many boxes. Mm-hmm. So tasty. It's, you're, we're, we're lucky that peanut butter sandwiches exist. Yeah. Um, let's start with the most basic of basics. What'd you have for lunch today? Ooh. Uh, shout out to uh, other Matt podcast guest, Matt BB, and his honey sriracha barbecue sauce. Oh, hell yeah. Trader Joe's from a long time ago, uh, which I still have a bottle of. Now, Margaret's going to text you for my address to try to come <laughs> order me to extract the sriracha from the barbecue sauce that I have. Although, it's the, I guess it's the Trader Joe's sriracha, so she probably wouldn't like that much. Um. So I made some uh, some chicken thighs with that, uh, baked them, did some basting, um, and also did some baked um, asparagus. And I have some some fruit, a variety of fruits that I will supplement the rest with, and sort of that comprises my food for the workday this week, uh, including today. When you, so first off, this sounds great, mm-hmm. and I really like that. Uh, barbecue sauce you discussed. And I really like Matt VV. So uh, shout out to him if he's listening. Mm-hmm. But when you, th- this, are you, when you're in the office, do you eat all this food in one contained period? Or are you like spreading this out? Or how do you do it? And, and I'd even love to hear times. When is, what, when is the first thing you eat? When is the last thing you eat? Okay. Uh, it depends. Lately, um, because I've been training for the triathlon, I've gotten hungry much earlier in the day. Normally, I'm not, I love breakfast food. I'm not a breakfast person. So normally, I don't get hungry until like 11, 1130, just kind of standard. Um, but this morning, Do you have breakfast? What are you eating before that? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. I'm I'm pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like this morning, I got up at like four thirty to go swimming. Jesus Christ! Um, Not yeah, with it's... you on any of that fucking. Shit. <laughs> so I got I up at four thirty to go to the bathroom and go back to bed. <laughs> so I got peckish at like nine thirty ten, which is early for me. So I um, one of the things that I really love this time of year is there's a a plum apricot hybrid. Um, when I see them in the grocery store, sometimes they're called dinosaur eggs or pluots. Um, they're very tasty. They're like a sweeter plum. Um, so I got like a box of those that I have and some bananas. So I, I have been lately, I have been snacking a little bit. Like I'll have a piece of fruit around like 10 or so, and then another at like 1130 and then eat the main lunch along with the remaining piece of fruit, like 1231 is about that. Do you have a lunchbox? No, I just sort of shove everything into my backpack. Yeah. Do you ever think about getting a lunchbox, even even just to put in your in your backpack, or is it is this currently working for you pretty well? A, it's currently working for me pretty well. B, um, I have like weird childhood trauma from having a lunchbox. I'll hear more about that. Yeah, I thought you might. Um, so, you know, in our, when we were kids, 
I think the sort of brown bag lunch was pretty predominant uh, as the method of carrying lunch to and from to school, right? I care about the environment, so I never, I never did that. Right. But I would bet that the majority of your classmates did. I had, I specific, I want to say this was like first grade, second grade. Mm-hmm. I had a Tiny Toon Adventures lunchbox, light blue camping scene. I think they were all camping. Uh, is, very popular by me. At least I, I liked it a lot. That sounds amazing. I kind of wish I had that. Here, here, here's a tip. Uh, if I can find a picture of it, Take a look at the image for this episode, and that is the lunchbox I had. <laughs> Making notes, you can go ahead and talk for a little bit. Sure, sure. Um, so, like, I think like most setups, you know, we had lunch, and then we had recess right after lunch. So everyone that brought their you know lunch in a brown paper bag, you know, they're just tossing the bag in the garbage on the way out the door outside to recess. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, one of you're like, going through there eating everybody's leftovers. I've got this, you know, like weird insulated clothy lunchbox that I gotta go take back to like my locker yeah, yeah, yeah. and then come back out. And by the time I come out, the teams are already picked for whatever. Oh no. Or, you know, something else is going you're on. You're last like, picked by default. You're last picked by default. Or, you know, you, you gotta come in late to a game of like butts up and you're getting tennis balls thrown at you. Um, so yeah. I, Butts I up sort of, throwing tennis balls. We're just going to let that slide, huh? If you I, don't, said, I don't know how you city kids did it. Where I come from, that was not what happened. No? Well, we, you... here's a true story. No tennis in Avon. <laughs> like, not a tennis court to be found. Let Like, fuck the school. Into the town. <laughs> Does that mean that there were no tennis balls in... The town I mean, Avon. are you just throwing them? Or you hit it with rackets. Yeah, he's throwing it. He's throwing it at a wall. I guess maybe somebody could have brought a tennis ball within the city limits, but for what purpose, I don't know. And then there was a thing where you had to like touch the wall in time, or else you had to stand there while stand up against the wall while someone whipped the ball at you. It's a whole thing. This just sounds like abuse. Yeah, I mean, we used to, there used to be a, yeah there used to be a less good name for it um a name that we shall not repeat that included a word uh that was considered more acceptable when we were was it a q word it was a q word yeah we had some games with that word too yeah ours were more football based but uh, yeah there was yeah there was but there was a lot of that and uh, not great nope 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 um so it's just like lunch boxes remind me of feeling left out as a small child. Yeah. And I've sort of avoided them ever since. I don't like, you know, I don't have like a paper sack that goes into my backpack. I just kind of, you know, I've got glass Tupperware um, and it's just like fruit and stuff. So I just throw that in my bag. I throw like a little paper towel around it to make sure it doesn't get too smushed and then use the paper towel when I'm eating. So, you know. It sounds like you're taking care of your business. I try to. Um, let's say out of the, so you are in the office three days a week. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just, we'll just, we're going to be rough and we'll say that you're in the office 12 days a month. We're not quite accurate there, but that's close enough. Sure. Um, out of those 12, 
Do you expect to go out to lunch any of those days? Some Thursdays, a few people will go to this local um, salad bar-ish type place called Market Creations. Okay. So I will, I will go to that sometimes and make myself a nice salad. Yeah. And, and, and are you excited to go or is it like people are going and I want to be part of what people are doing? Uh, it's a nice change. You know, when you get out of the office, you have to walk a few blocks away and mm -hmm. we tend to bring it back to the office and like sit together and eat, which is fun. So it's, it's a nice break. It's not, I'm not like, Ooh, boy, I get to eat this salad today, but like just doing something different and actually yeah. taking the time to eat a lunch is sort of a rare occurrence in the office. Normally when I'm eating, when I'm in, I'm just like, doing work, taking a bite of sandwich or whatever and doing more work yeah. and sort of, so it is nice when we go to, it's kind of like an hour set to the side for us to actually pause. I remember when I was, I want to say it was two L year of law school. I worked at a <clears throat> law firm in the Lincoln square mall in Urbana. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's where most of the most prestigious law firms were. So they, they had, I recognized like their prestige and they recognized my talent. So we matched up naturally. Also, Dylan Fallick worked there and he just told them like Johnny School just hired him and I instantly had a shitty clerk job. How but, many times did you eat at the Chinese food place that was also in the mall? I ate there a ton. I yep. never took my lunch, but <laughs> the biggest thing was in the, uh, piano bar on Fridays, <laughs> yeah. some people would just show up with hot plates and trays and stuff and just start making barbecue. And what? that was the best. And I don't know what was going on, but I would always, like Dylan was like, this place is the fucking shit. Go there. And we would go. But he was also like, taught me an important lesson. He was like, don't ever Go down there and buy food and then go sit down someplace else. What you do is you go down there, get your food, and take it right back up to your desk. And then you get to put down all this time as not lunch, but you're still working. And it's like, <laughs> never do anything else. And it is such like a beautiful like 26-year-old dude thing. To be like, yeah, I'm eating stinky barbecue at my desk. Where there's like clients walking by, uh -huh. other attorneys walking by. Like, I this is all work. It, it, the clock is still running. <laughs> I'm still going right now. I'm and reviewing this discovery. It's great. It was, yeah, exactly. It was really good. All my research was on point. Uh -huh. uh, I got hired there right after law school. No, just kidding. Nobody ever gave a shit about anything I did there. It was all worthless. But uh, I, I, I love that, 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 that general idea of like, no, you get the food and you get back at your desk as fast as you can. You're like That was four minutes off the clock. Mm -hmm. And now we're running again. And when I leave at eight hours and four minutes after I got here, that's a full shift. <laughs> Check out my time card. It's impeccable. Mm-hmm. 
I read to inform you that uh, the restaurant, which was called Tang Dynasty, is permanently closed. Is that does that mall even stand anymore? Is it still there? It's been a ghost mall for. It was a ghost mall in 2011. It, it was rough, was. rough stuff. I'm sure it was probably a ghost mall when this law firm moved in there. I would imagine. There was like a co- the co-op that was in there was kind of keeping it alive. I don't know if that's still open either. There was a really shitty gym in there. I remember that. That they had just I taken over a gym. spot. Yeah. And they yeah. were just like, just throw some fucking machines in here. The, the, the space is affected. Like the rent is $200 a month for this giant area. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I went to that gym. I screwed, I messed up my shoulder really bad. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> All the machines are probably fucking twisted around and stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The co-op appears open, so that's good. I, I guess it's still hanging on. There are always rumors about that mall, that they were going to sell it and do something with it. There's that weird sort of hotel that is connected to it. Um, weird old hotel where, like, they have a bunch of tapestries, like woven carpets and stuff. It's very Boy, I don't know about this, but it sounds place. interesting. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Lauder, you were not invited to come on the podcast to talk about this, but... Send me a voice memo and I'll explain. If you know about, don't send me a voice memo if you don't know anything. But if you know about what's up with this mall, send me a voice memo and I'll drop it into the podcast feed as an update uh, after the release of this episode. That's a promise. Ish. I look forward to it. Okay. Last, last little thing. Tell me about your lunch when you're working from home. Do you plan it out? Do you care at all? Or are you just like scavenging? I do more scavenging than I probably should. It's far easier to snack when I'm at home because I have like all the snack stuff here. Like, oh, I can just grab some like some chips. Or like, oh, I've got this this thing of pretzels and like spreadable cheese. That could be lunch. Hell yeah, should not be lunch. But that's great. But also, it is easy to, like, when I need to, or can, it's like, I can throw together a quick salad, and I don't have to worry about keeping the dressing separate so it doesn't, you know, mess up the, the consistency, stuff like that. So it's it's fun. I do tend to keep it more simple, though, I notice, when I am at home. Because I, it feels weird to, like, just be in the kitchen cooking some sort of elaborate thing. So I'll, like, make a sandwich, like I said, or throw together a quick salad, something like that. Well, if you want to talk about keeping it simple, uh, my only addition to this segment is that I have recently gotten really into making one thing. I am like you and that I generally just skip breakfast altogether. And then depending on the day, I may decide I am hungry and want food as early as like 1040 or mm-hmm. as late as one thirty. Yeah, like it, it's just I, I don't even. I, let me tell you, I'm never getting up for a distance swim in the morning. <laughs> so it's not based on that. Uh, it's just how I feel that day. I'm probably related to like how I ate the day before and when I mm-hmm. ate stuff then. I don't know, but I've gotten really into making one dish. It's about as simple a dish as there is. I am having so much fun making 
egg in the hole. Do, do oh. you like egg in the hole? Perhaps you call it something else. I bet you know what it is. I know exactly what it is. For some reason, I know it. Uh, the term I associate with it is Iggy in the Basket. At, that's If you go on like the Wikipedia page, there's like a hundred names for this. And yes. like, like some of them are regional and some of them are just like, no, like your family calls it this. And like people <laughs> in the same region call it different. Like Toad in the Hole is really common too. Sure. But yeah. Iggy in the Basket, Iggy in the Hole, like tons of Iggy things. Uh-huh. I had had it. But never, I don't know what it actually inspired me, but I was just like, it seems like this will be fun to do. And so I sure. found, I, I, had a, I had a good loaf of bread and I did it. And like the first time it was kind of ugly, but whatever. But the second time I just fucking nailed it. And it was like, it is so affecting to do. It's it's so good. And then it's so simple. I The most notable thing is that the last time, I've, I've done this four times in the last couple weeks let's say and uh one of the times i got some really good bread from the the bread place at the farmer's market i just yeah that's exactly right and i absolutely nailed everything and i was like as a celebration of doing this so good i'm gonna put some taco cheese on top and then I, i took uh a lid and i put it right over the skillet and mm-hmm. I got it melted all good, and then I ate it, and it fucking sucked. No, because egg in the hole is perfect in its simplicity. Mm-hmm. You don't want to add cheese. Okay. I was a fucking moron. There's gilding the lily. We should we should throw that idiom out. Fuck that. Adding cheese to egg in the hole is the <laughs> is the better phrasing. That's the thing that is truly disgusting. Putting gold on a pretty flower, that's good compared mm-hmm. to adding cheese to egg in the hole. Um, I have one other thing to say about egg in the hole, which yeah. is that I call it egg in the hole. That's what I've known it as. People call it toad in the hole, too. And mm. then the other day, after, uh, after I made a successful, not the fucking shitty cheese one, I made a successful egg in the hole. I was sitting at my desk and I'm back to writing head notes and I'm doing a really good job because I'm kind of like a brain genius. And mm-hmm. um, just all of a sudden a song pops into my head. And it's a beautiful song by band name of 100 Gex. <laughs> and, but it's like, and again, I'm going to tell you the name of the song and you might look it up and listen to it. This song mm-hmm. is not indicative of 100 Gex. Do not think that if you listen to this song, you know about 100 Gex now because this, this is like their departure song. But it's called Frog on the Floor. And then I quickly realized Frog on the Floor bounced into my head because I was thinking Egg in the Hole. And so I think I might call Egg in the Hole Frog on the Floor from now on. I like it. I love Frog on the Floor. Whether in a song, breakfast, lunch, any form, fuck yeah, it's the best. I that that sounds really good. So for the for the bread, you talk we're talking like the, the thick sourdough. That that's exactly going? what I'm using. Do you get do you get the pre-sliced or do you do your own slice? I'm slicing it myself. Yeah, that's it is honestly because it doesn't it doesn't come in like a huge loaf. So right. you really need it really thick so that you have enough like 
volume in the hole or mm-hmm. on the floor uh to to get like where the egg can be contained within right yeah the yeah to imprison the frog exactly if the if the like we love the frog but also the frog the frog ain't leaving yeah and, it, and, they, and, and if, if you if you don't get it's not like you're getting a the area of the bread is simply not large enough mm-hmm. to contain it but you can yeah. just you can just go a little deeper yeah this is my thing i'm excited about it that's good. Uh, I love egg in the hole slash frog on the floor. When I was uh, when I was sick, my mom would sometimes make um, so soft boiled eggs and there's hard boiled eggs. There is actually also medium boiled eggs, Ooh. which um, the yolk is mostly solid, but it's still like a little gummy. Fun. Uh, it's not fully hardened. Um, so she would make me medium boiled eggs. Um, and like buttered toast, and you'd make a medium boiled egg sandwich. It's kind of a similar like egg and toast in a different arrangement concept. So you have a lot of butter on the toast, some salt and pepper on the eggs. And boy, is that is that good? It sounds incredible, but like <clears throat> I feel like I'm good at making the eggs, but that mm-hmm. is introducing a new degree of difficulty. Getting that yolk solid is one thing, and boy, am I good at not getting that yolk anything <laughs> solid. But finding that like gelatinous intermediate thing, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that's got to be like if you, you keep the heat low enough, and you've got like a twenty-five second window. I mean, she must have oh. known what she was fucking doing. She was. I'm reliant on one of those like specialty weird egg machines where you fill it up with a certain amount of water and it just goes until the water yeah, is all cooked yeah. off and the egg is good that it, way. It has no choice but to be what you want it to be. Right. That's I got none of that business. Uh, Matt, it's time for our final segment. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? I do. I have a couple of things. Oh, go to it. And then, like, one of the things has a sub thing. Um. So I I, we've, I don't know if I've talked about this before. I probably have. I definitely talked about it in the chat. Uh, so the third season of Righteous Gemstones oh just, ra- just just <laughs> just wrapped up. It's incredible. It's really good. Um, and at the end of the final episode, they start playing this song. I'm like, okay, this is Dolly Parton, and the song sounds so familiar, and I can't figure out why. And then I realized, do you remember the song called Shine by Collective Soul? Uh-oh, yes. Like, whoa, heaven yeah, yeah, and yeah. your light shine down. They're at the end I of I know the every Collective episode. Soul song. How dare you for questioning me? <laughs> when will Collective final... Soul be at Riot Fest? <laughs> Maybe. So at the end of the, the season finale is the Dolly Parton cover of, of Shine, and it's incredible. It's really good. I'm going to be honest. I've heard this song before, and it does kick ass. Right? It's yeah, so good. I'm a huge fan. It's fantastic. So, last season of Righteous Gemstones, uh, are, uh, they have been renewed for a fourth season already. I so love it. That, that's an inspired adventures. song choice. Great show. Did you consider song. adding that to the playlist? Uh, I did, actually. Yeah, that, that would have been. consideration. I didn't know if been, I could well, put it above. This might be the place. Though. That would have been the real move, is to be like, yes, I want to add two songs. One, God Only Knows, and then the cover of Shine by Dolly Parton. <laughs> That I love equally. Uh, I think by definition, since I added it second, I like it a little bit more. <laughs> now, who wants to fight me? Um, 
Okay, I'm going to do actually three now. Real quick, uh, the, new, the new season of What We Do in the Shadows is amazing. One of the more recent episodes has one of my favorite jokes in the entire series. Um, I, this is just... I, 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 you're a good guy. I don't <laughs> think you're coming on here with ulterior motives. But this is like a who's who of the shows and I'm like, I know, god damn, these are like the shows I need and want to be watching and I'm going to love and Righteous Gemstones and What We Do in the Shadows, I've just still never gotten going on. Mm, I, fair enough. But I I love shit like this so much and I know I'm going to love it eventually and be ashamed for not doing it sooner. Well, you know, you'll, you'll get there and you'll enjoy it. I have yeah, no doubt. I'm sure I will. Um, and finally, how do you feel about Star Trek? On, I guess you could say it's a similar thing. Uh, a, this was even pre-pandemic. I started. I decided, like, I'm just going to start watching Next Generation. And mm-hmm. I watched, like, the first season and a half. And it was like a, just like a casual Saturday morning, get yeah. up, watch two or three thing. And I had a great time, but I eventually just, like, I think part of it was that Gina frequently had to work on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very easy, like, oh, Gina's out doing this, and I'm going to watch a couple, and then I'll go meet her for brunch someplace. And then as soon as she her job situation changed, and she didn't have to work on Saturday mornings anymore, I just kind of fell out of it. I, yeah. I, I that's the most that's most of what I've watched. I liked it. I like the concept of the show. I am not in any way like a super fan or anything resembling that. Totally fair. Um, I remember coming home and like watching The Next Generation on TV. It was like my favorite show, but I enjoyed watching it. Um, but there's a bunch of new Star Trek stuff that CBS is just like That's kind true. of pumping yeah, I've heard, out. I've heard some of it's really good. Yeah, and but Strange New Worlds is about Star Trek. Strange New Worlds is about sort of the crew that was on the Enterprise right before the sort of classic Kirk Spock people. Uh, although like Spock is there, played by Ethan Peck, the grandson of Gregory Peck. Um, and Uhura is there, um, obviously played by a different actress, uh, rest in peace with the kid. Um, but Strange New Worlds is a very, like, fun show. If you like, if you would all like Star Trek type shows, like, kind of fun science fiction, stuff like that, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a very good show. I've, I've really been enjoying it more than I thought I would. It sounds really good. Do, what do you think it means that, Gregory Peck's grandson is doing so much better than Clark Gable's grandson. <laughs> is that motherfucker dead? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe Gregory Peck, better actor? They did enough work with Hitchcock that he's protected by dark magic? Like, Ooh. I don't know. Ooh, I like that theory, yeah. Why not? Something there. It sounds yeah. like a really good show. It's a good show. I like it. You know what else was a good show? This one that we just did. Good job <laughs> by us. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've had a wonderful time. It has been a pleasure. I, I appreciate you having me on. Best wishes in the intervening days. <laughs> <laughs>